Hey, hey, Zach. Oh, yeah, what's up? What is the craziest thing you did as a kid? <laughs> oh, um, me, Mr. Vanilla? Um, what do we target? Like, what's my age range? Because kind of the saddest thing I think of, craziest thing, is when I locked you in a foot, like, contain, like a foot container. <laughs> you know, the shoe container, the... Do you remember that? The, when I locked you like, in that and I got yelled at? <laughs> the ottoman? Was it an ottoman? I thought it was I like a shoe so. holder. I don't know. <laughs> but my immediate thought was... I don't know if I was, that. Yeah, you... We were like playing around and you you had like put Nick in there and then I was like, Haley, you get in and you were unsure and I like shoved you in and locked you in and you were like were too a little too big for it and you were screaming and then mom came in and um <laughs> yeah that was my mind immediately went to that <laughs> <laughs> well i don't remember it it's probably just shoved way back in there with all those shoved disturbed... into your no, mind I'm ottoman <laughs> <laughs> um what about crazy... you craziest thing I did as a kid was um, my friend Cassie. We were very much uh, troublemakers when we were, whenever we were together. Without her, I was an angel. Right, Zach? Wink, wink. Can confirm half of that sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me and Cassie uh, decided it would be fun one day, and I think this is like first grade or something like that. It'd be fun to crawl up on the bathroom stalls and look over each other and <laughs> okay and a teacher walked in or admin and she called us into the principal's office and i remember i had the worst seat i had the seat that was right by the window where everyone could see i was in trouble <laughs> and cassie was like inside and she was bawling her eyes out and she was crying like i'm never going to leave cuz she thought like we were in trouble permanently but yeah that was the craziest thing i did i was actually a pretty good child so yeah. we both were <laughs> just kidding <laughs> i actually i remember you two getting in trouble but the parents never told me um what you got in trouble for and now i know it was for bathroom spying <laughs> <laughs> it, no one else was in it it was just me and her <laughs> yeah, i know just <laughs> well, i want to know to- oh no, I just want to know what that conversation is like. I mean, I know it's first graders, but like, hey, let's just, uh, let's do some bathroom stall crawling. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember I was, I think I was peeing and I remember looking over cause I heard her giggling and she's like <laughs> looking at me and I just thought, oh, that looks like a great idea. So I <laughs> put my little foot on the toilet paper <laughs> roll. And uh, yeah, that was it. And we were both just laughing and yeah, got in trouble. Not bad. Well, I think I think we should talk a little bit more about some crazy kids stories. Why don't we uh, jump into the episode? Haley, the sister. And I'm Zach, the brother, and this is... Laughing at Ourselves. Welcome to our podcast about movies. Each month, one of us chooses a theme, and we do deep dives into films that we love. Hi, Haley. Hey, Zach. How's it going? Oh, it's going. We had a pretty exciting morning, wouldn't you say? We did. It's uh, This is kind of a special episode. Um, we are... Very lucky and that, uh, Haley, I'm going to let you tell it because I know you are probably even more excited than I am, which is tough to, tough to do, but what did we do this morning? (laughs) Yeah, we got to speak to Valeria Cotto. Yeah, she plays Jancy in the movie. Uh, she is one of the kids who this movie focuses on and she's amazing in it. Uh, she does some great work with Brooklyn Prince, who plays Mooney in 
uh, the Florida Project. And yeah, we were able to just chat with her for about 10 minutes today. Uh, Haley, do you want to talk about how that happened? Yeah. So as you guys know, we had a little uh, competition over, well, I guess not competition, but we wanted you guys to pick the movie that we do for our last family theme movie. So me and Zach each picked two different options. And what ended up winning was the Florida Project. But as we were in the process of uh, you guys picking a winner, she commented on one of our posts saying she wanted the Florida Project. And at first I was like, what? Okay. And I saw that it was actually her. And I screenshot it, sent it to Zach. I'm like, one of the kids from the Florida Project commented on our post. <laughs> and we're both just losing our minds. Well, I'm probably more so. And I reached out to our manager. <laughs> yep. And and it just all kind of fell into place from there. I just, I was in the middle of my work day and I, I was in meetings and I got done with them and I look at my phone and I've got like six or seven text messages from Haley where she's, it's just like, one of the actresses from the movie commented, I need you to respond, respond to me. I'm freaking out, please. Like it was just a series of text messages. <laughs> and I thought, I thought Haley was messing with me at first and got online and saw what she was talking about and proceeded to freak out like she was. So I just, I don't know. I, I think it is very cool that we had some contact and I was very grateful that Valeria and, and her parents and her manager were willing to kind of work with us and we got to chat with her for like 10 minutes today. So uh, we are going to put that kind of, I think, in the middle of the episode, just as we're doing our discussion on the movie. And you'll get to hear from one of the stars of the movie about what it was like making it and some of her favorite scenes. She was really nice to talk to. It was really cool. Yes, she was very nice. She had great answers, too. We're excited to share that with you and for for the listeners to hear that. Hopefully, you'll check out some of her other work because um, it sounds like she's got some stuff in the works. So, But yeah, we'll, we'll add that in. I think before we jump into the Florida Project, why don't we do Pop Culture Corner? Haley, do you have anything for today? Yeah, I do. Lately on our Instagram, I've been seeing the people that we follow, there's been a trend. And the trend is everyone's been watching this movie called Cruel Jaws. I'm like, yeah, I like sharks. I like Jaws. <laughs> so basically what Cruel Jaws is, is it's, <laughs> it's an Italian remake. Not really of the movie, but it's a ripoff. And it's just supposed to be glorious. And I decided that for the next few weeks, I'm going to go ahead and start watching movies where they made shark animatronics after Jaws. And I decided to start it off with The Last Shark. And okay. oh my gosh, they completely ripped off Quint's character. He looked exactly like him. It was insane. <laughs> but what about you? What is yours? I've been watching a few movies. I'm, I think I'm still in recovery mode from the last movie I watched that Haley forced upon me. Um, oh, just that was no, the I'm just one kidding. that was competing against this movie, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, so glad that you guys picked this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so part of our listener's choice, it was two movies that uh, Haley picked and two that I picked, and... Kind of the, the final battle was between the Florida Project, which I'm very happy we're getting to talk about. Um, Haley's choice was Grave of the Fireflies, which I had never seen. So yeah, I watched that and was properly devastated by what I, I was not aware until after I finished was based on a true story. Very good movie. Very beautiful movie. I expect nothing less from that uh, animation studio but yeah it wrecked me <laughs> it was it was good i i think i gave it like four and a half stars on letterboxd and i i think to turn to more a happier topic of a movie but one i know that you didn't like i also watched happiest season which is kind of the talk of the town on twitter and <laughs> just online in general and instagram and, and instagram yeah. and i know Haley was 
super into that movie. <laughs> I had some issues with it. I really loved Kristen Stewart Stewart's character. Uh, she was just this badass female lead. She's just switching positions and roles. She's like, yeah, I'm going to ask the father for uh, his daughter's hand in marriage. And I was just like, this girl, I can get behind. Like, she is so cool. Mm-hmm. And so she goes to this family and they basically just treat her like not how a guest should be treated. The girl, um, her girlfriend still hasn't come out yet. I had a hard time liking it just because I couldn't forgive somebody if they treated me like that. I mean, I could, but it was just like, I would want the self-respect to not go back to that person. (laughs) And we both agreed on that. Aubrey Plaza was a much better choice for her to get together in the ending, just saying. Yep. (laughs) No, very good cast. Interesting premise. I wish that they had pulled it off a little bit better. Nice to see uh, like a standard romantic comedy with uh, a queer couple, but they, they could have done, but I don't know. I, I see why people are upset with it, but it was cute. It was know. cute. They had great chemistry in the beginning, and then after mm. how it went yeah. through, I'm like, I don't believe this. Yeah. I kind of, I was upset. But maybe I'll watch it again knowing what happens. So. Yeah, but that's not what we're here to talk about. I think we are here, um, both very excited to discuss the Florida Project. So Florida Project is a 2017 film by Sean Baker, uh, co-written by Sean Baker and um, Chris Bergach. Probably mispronouncing that. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening. Probably not. Uh, it stars Brooklyn Prince as Mooney, Bria... Uh, Vanetti as Haley, uh, Will, uh, Willem Dafoe as Bobby Hicks, Christopher Riviera as Scooty, and Valeria Cotto as Jancy. So this is a film about a, I guess it's about the motel. It's, it's about this motel right outside of Disneyland and about the families that live there. Uh, it focuses specifically on Mooney, uh, Scooty and Jancy. They are kind of the three, I would say, main characters. Like it, it focuses on um, these three kids living in kind of a somewhat of a rundown motel while Haley, the mom, is struggling to kind of make sure that her kid is safe and fed. And then you have the impeccable Willem Dafoe, who is the motel manager. Um, yeah, not, not much else. It's, uh, I heard it described as like a 2017 version of the little rascals, which works. I mean, it's a rated R version of it and there's some clearly some stuff going on in the background, but for the most part, it's just like, this is what it's like for kids to have fun when they don't get to go to Disneyland. So what did you think of the movie, Haley? Um, well, it broke my heart, literally shattered it. <laughs> I was devastated after watching it. I think that it has one of the most amazing endings ever, and we kind of discussed that. Um, but I also, I have never seen, I don't, well, I don't at least think I have seen anything that this director has made, but it makes me want to see everything just to hear how he goes about things. I like watched a lot of interviews to help us prepare for this. Mm-hmm. And I am fascinated just by how he did this. Like all of like the angles and the shots, they're like filmed from like a child's perspective of what a child sees. Like you see the uh, waist area of an adult if a kid is in view or you see them looking up. And I just thought it was really cool. What did you think? Yeah, this, I mean, it was shot beautifully this is a movie that i have been wanting to watch for a long time and it was it ever on your radar like were you aware of this movie before we decided to do this as a listener's choice um i have never heard of this movie until we got on uh instagram and i saw a lot of posts for it i saw the most famous scene the rainbow one and that's kind of how it's like oh this looks pretty i want to see this yeah, I I had heard about it when it 
came out and it was a lot of it was on a lot of like year-end lists for 2017 of you know some of the best movies for that year and I, I think I had even started to watch it initially and kind of realized that I needed to be in the right mood for it. I think Haley and I had similar reactions where I was watching it and I was having a good time. I was having a good time just watching these kids because it, it is filmed, like Haley said, from their perspective. There's a really good documentary that they made about this movie where it talks about how he shot it and why he shot it the certain way. And, and I think I even shared um, something from the nerd writer that yeah. like a video that he did that was about, you know, why it should have been nominated because it should have been nominated for an Oscar. Mm -hmm. I was really having a good time watching. And then within the last 20 minutes of the movie, it became clear to me what they were doing, like what was going to happen at the end. And it was like a runaway train where I just, it was like, oh man, this is not, this is not going to end happy. And I thought it was beautifully executed and it has an amazing ending. I just, it was heartbreaking, but heartwarming. I don't know. It's this weird, it's very much in the A24 realm where it marries this like very sad time with a very happy time. Mm -hmm. I think I talked about this on our last episode. I watched the Florida project the farewell and first cow kind of back to back within a couple of days. And those all occupy a realm of movies where everything is very sad in it. And it's like heartbreaking movies, but I still found joy in them. Like there was still happiness, if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And so the, yeah, it, this is an amazing movie. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. I'm glad that it was picked as our first listener's choice. So, yes, I am too. But um, why don't we go to a break real quick, and then we can talk a little bit more about the movie in depth. And we're back. Let's see. I was looking up some interesting little tidbits about this movie. This movie, it was uh, made on a budget of... $2 million, which isn't bad for this movie. You want to guess how much it made? I'm going to say $10 million. $11 million. That's good. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this is a, it's a very interesting movie, the way it was put together. It was shot on 35mm film, but it was also occasionally supplemented with iPhone footage. I believe Sean Baker's first movie, or one of his first movies, Tangerine, was shot almost entirely on an iPhone. I think you talked about this in the interview with Valeria, but the final scene of this movie, they had to shoot on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Disney doesn't allow, I guess, professional-style cameras, which makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. So they used an iPhone. So, yeah, it it's interesting that it was shot with an iPhone at the end, and I think it works to the movie's favor, especially with that final scene that I know we're going to talk about. I love the final shot of this movie. I mean, this movie was, it received critical acclaim kind of universally. It, I think it has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think I mentioned I saw it on a bunch of year-end lists. Like, this was just widely loved movie by critics that I don't think got as much attention as it should have. Mm -hmm. I think part of what brought in some of the love for this movie was the fact that Willem Dafoe was in it. And I love Willem Dafoe. And just about everything that he does, he fully commits to whatever role he's in. And I, w I think I texted you, I was getting some serious um, Klaus from Life Aquatic vibes from him, just the lovable Willem Dafoe, uh -huh. which is the best Willem Dafoe. He can play crazy, he can play angry, but this is just happy, lovable, but a little bit of a curmudgeon Willem Dafoe. I love um, that his character was based on a real guy. This was all based on true stories. Uh, the, really? Yeah, the screenwriter was telling the director when he was visiting a family member in Orlando, he saw all of these kids playing outside, and he was thinking, 
oh, well, they must not be tourists. I think they live here. And he was talking to his family member about it, and she was she was saying that, oh, yeah, they live in those motels. This is, like, a big problem we have. And that just sparked an idea for Sean that he wanted to film that motel that he was discussing. And he actually spoke to the manager, and most of the things that we see in the movie is what happened to the manager in the movie, that is which wild. is Willem's part. I mean, it makes sense, but that's... That's so wild. Yeah. And I like how, in this movie, how authentic it feels because he recruited most of the actors. There were unknowns. I mean, Willem Dafoe is a well-known character, but Valeria talked about her, how she got discovered, which is a cool story. I know that uh, the woman who plays Haley, he found her on Instagram. I think in the documentary I was watching on the movie, when he was doing his casting process, he kept looking for actresses or asking for actresses like Haley. Like he'd bring up that that actress's Instagram pages and be like, I want someone like this. And then eventually they just contacted her and she was available, so she jumped in. But yeah, I mean, the, it's really cool to see a group of what feels like mostly unknown or real actors and so producers had originally wanted a major star to play Haley Mm -hmm. and they had talked about having Britney Spears or Miley Cyrus play that role and Sean Baker said um, no because it would be weird to have a millionaire playing that part yep makes sense and so I'm really happy that they they ended up getting the woman that they got to to come on because she was amazing. Everybody mm-hmm. in this was so good. And especially, I mean, I think the three child actors in this, uh, Brooklyn Prince, Christopher Rivera, and Valeria Cotto, like, I loved how much it focused on them mm-hmm. and that they just seemed like they were friends instantly. Yeah, I love that too. I thought they all had great chemistry together. It really felt like they were all friends, and it felt like I was watching their lives. Yep, which was interesting because you texted me something as you were watching the movie that I also felt, which was, you know, like, I'm struggling with this movie a little bit because these kids are brats. Like, it was Mm -hmm. tough to to connect with them, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing it as, like, as an adult watching these kids, I mean, the first thing that you see them doing is spitting on a woman's car. Mm -hmm. And so it's a struggle to get into that, but then it's a credit to all the actors and Sean Baker, you know, shifting the camera focus down that you really get back into that mindset of a kid who's just trying to find whatever fun they can have immediately. Like, especially when it's tragic like they're everyone in this motel clearly the families are struggling financially and they're right outside of disney world so these kids who don't get to go to disney world and it's right there they've got to make their own fun and i think this movie this movie's so good i really liked um Sean Baker, he improvised a lot of this. He would a lot of the time say to the cast, you know, okay, create what you want to say. Like, follow the script, but kind of go about it your way. And there were some lines that they couldn't, but there's like certain little things that I think that's why this movie just works so perfectly with these child actors. And there's a few examples. The part where Brooklyn, the girl who plays Mooney, and uh, Scooty are both in uh, the manager's office, Willem Dafoe's office. They're both eating ice cream. And he's like, one drop, and you guys are out of here. And she drops the ice cream. And as they're leaving, he's like, thank you for coming. Bye-bye. And she's like, well, you're not welcome. (laughs) That was totally ad-lib. That was really funny. And then I also like, in in the movie, Haley and Mooney are going out and they're selling perfume to tourists in order to make money to pay their rent for the motel. And as they're doing that, they're actually going up to real tourists. So Sean Baker would be kind of like hiding or whatever. He's like, go up to those people. So they would ask for, you know, 
them to like buy perfume. A couple of people actually did buy it and they returned the money back. But I thought that was so cool. Yeah, I saw that in that documentary. There's a lot of clips of him doing that in in the documentary of him like talking to them beforehand. And then I think the actress who played Haley had an earpiece in and was just like, go up to that guy. Yeah, that guy. And, and oh, he's not going for it. Say this, say this, like... It, it seemed like a very fun collaborative effort behind the scenes. But yeah, I try to, there's not too much of a plot to this movie. And those are my favorite kinds of movies. I like movies that don't really have a plot. You're just, it's a day in the life. And that's, I, I enjoy those movies. It's the journey. It's not about what's at the end or anything like that. And I thought it was really nice. It was relaxing at times, too, just to watch these kids be kids and not have worries of the world and burn down a condo complex, <laughs> you know? <laughs> An ugly condo complex. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was cool to see the dynamic between the three kids. You know, when you have Mooney and Scooty, who are kind of the rebels, and they're wanting to just do crazy fun things, and then... Jancy is kind of the straight man of the group who is learning the customs, but is also, you know, a little hesitant about doing too many crazy things. It's a nice balance. It, I, I think I told you off mic or I don't know, but I was so wrapped up in watching the the kids that I, I kind of want to go back and rewatch this and watch the background of the movie because... As you're watching these kids, there is a story unfolding with Haley that um, goes to a very tragic place at the end. And you see it you see it building. Sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's just, you know, something she's doing in the background. But by the end of the movie, it is like her guttural scream and swearing. It totally makes sense why she's so upset. And I mean, it's so heartbreaking. Me and Michael kind of spoke on this, that this movie was difficult to watch at times just because of how these kids are raised. There are kids that are like this because of parenting, and I don't want to downplay any parenting here. But it's sad that they are learning from their parents to only just take. That's all they learned, and... It's sad that there's not a better example of what they could be, and it was hard to watch. What Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's difficult to watch because it's, I mean, what you're watching is a kid raising a kid. Haley is still very much, I don't know if it says exactly how old she is in the movie, but she she's still pretty young but i'm getting the sense that she's early 20s and she probably had uh mooney when she was like in high school that was the impression i got and so it's difficult to watch a someone who probably didn't get the chance to go through the full you know emotional development have to raise a kid and I mean props to her props to all single parents oh absolutely at at any any age like single parents are rock stars in taking on you know the the huge task of having to raise a kid but it's also nice that you know she she lives in a community where people will support each other but but I totally get what you mean like there when when you I, I think that's part of maybe why Sean Baker wanted to make this movie is like, if you don't give people the opportunities and the, you know, all Americans, the opportunities to like be even somewhat successful, then they're going to end up in places where they can't, they can't support their children. They can't support themselves. And it's just, that's why this movie is so heartbreaking and what Haley has to turn to in order to make sure that she has a roof over her head and her kid's head. Like, Yeah, it's sad to see these kids have no concept of what is right or what is wrong. And I know that is how kids learn, but it's they have no idea. But it's just Haley not, not having fully grown up and her raising a 
kid. It's no, this is, I mean, it's a, it's a touchy subject because you don't want to, you don't want to talk about how other people raise their kids, but then you like this movie also points out that you have to be kind of an adult Mm-hmm. two kids like it's it's good to be friends with your kids and be friendly but you have to also be a parent and that's part of the failing of Haley. is that i mean it's spoilers for the end Haley starts she starts prostitution like she starts having sex with men so that she can get money to pay rent and the disturbing part about it is that she has sex with these men while her daughter Mooney is in the bathroom taking a bath. Like listening to very loud music. Yes. And so like that's not excusable. That's mm-hmm. you can't do that with I mean that's illegal in general, but it, like it's that's a whole discussion about making sex work illegal, but it's it's the horror of doing that with a 6-year-old. Mhm in the same motel room like it's it's somewhat unforgivable even though you understand why she had to turn to that based on just what everything has you know been thrown against her it's i don't know i get where you're coming from with how like how do you dance around this and i think that's the power of this movie is that it forces us to see that like there are people that have to live in this kind of hellishness and they're given no opportunities and it's so sad it's even more heartbreaking when you have to see all of this from a six-year-old's perspective yes oh my gosh it was oh i broke down but we will talk about that after this uh next commercial break uh And we're back. So this motel, the setting of it was really interesting. And I know it's a real motel and they had like real guests during the shoot. But I think it's so cool how they were able to create just like that these were real people all working and living together. Yeah. You know? I really like how even though like the mom wasn't wasn't the best, I loved how everyone stepped in to help her. I loved... Willem Willem Defoe's part just in it protecting these children it was like you could tell that he all thought they were little stinkers but (laughs) he still just adored these kids and wanted the best for them he would play along with hide and seek he would kind of just talk to them in a way to help Haley out I loved this one scene that we both like uh we texted each other over on is I'm going to let you talk about it because it's just heartbreaking. The the soda scene? Yes. Whew. Yeah, I... <laughs> so Willem Dafoe basically is like the surrogate dad for all of the all of the kids in this. And there's a scene where a bunch of the kids are playing right in the little courtyard area of the motel. And as they're playing and, you know, eating food and hanging out. There's no adults around. This man walks up. He, it's a man who looks like he's in his 80s, like a very old man. And he comes up and he starts talking to the kids about what they're eating and what they're doing. And kind of an uneasy vibe immediately because one, there's no parents around, but also it keeps switching back to Willem Dafoe's character who was painting and up on a ladder. And he's focusing on this guy who's walked up who's being a real creeper. Like, it's this guy who's coming to talk to a bunch of six-year-olds when with no real motive. You've never seen him before in the movie. And so Willem Dafoe gets down off the ladder and goes up to talk to the guy. And, I mean, it, it becomes very clear that this guy, whether or not he's acted on it or not, he's a pedophile. And so Willem Dafoe very calmly is like, hey, can I help you with something, sir? And he was like, the guy says, oh, I was just looking for a soda. And Willem Dafoe very kind of calmly grabs the guy's arm and says, here, I'll show you to where the soda machine is on the other side of the building and walks him over and then puts money in the machine and gives him a soda. Like it's this long drawn out scene where you don't know how Willem Dafoe is going to react. And then the guy gets a soda and takes a drink and Willem Dafoe smacks it out of the guy's hand. 
and starts screaming at him and puts on a show for the whole motel of basically just get the F out of here. I don't ever want to see you again. And like wrestles with the dude and puts him in a headlock at one point, like really just shows to the parents and for himself. And like, I don't think the kids realize what's happening, but why, why did that scene stick out to you, Haley? Cause I mean, he chases the guy off and you never see him again. I worried at one point. He grabs his ID. Oh yes, that's right. There's, there's a point <laughs> where after the headlock, Willem Dafoe pulls the guy's wallet out and reads out his name and his ID and says, I'm calling, I'm calling the police about you. Don't ever come back here again and throws his stuff. Why, why did that scene stick out to you? Oh, that scene stuck out to me because as kids, your parents always warn you about these kinds of people and you never expect it to happen to you until it does. And it's just, it was kind of just seeing that scenario play out. And just being horrified, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. And Willem Dafoe just stepping up and like being the superhero, just protecting these kids. I loved it. What did you think? <laughs> oh, I thought it was great. I, I knew where it was going as soon as he walked up. And I was like, oh, this is just bad news. I was actually very afraid when Mooney was running away at the end and trying to find Jancy. Uh, I thought that guy was going to pop back up and grab her or that she was going to get hit by a car. Like I was <laughs> really worried. I'm glad that they didn't go that route. So yeah, no, it, it was an amazing scene and it shows why Willem Dafoe is just the best. <laughs> I also like, uh, there's this one scene, uh, and Michael, my husband and I, we spoke about how the normalcy of what Mooney was going through, like when the van came with the bread, there was a van that would come with bread for all of these people in the motel. And it was free from like a bakery of like old bread that they could eat. And she would just walk right up there and she knew exactly what she wanted. And that was what was normal to her. And it was just so hard to watch. And her taking Jancy with her to like a little, they always go on these fun adventures. She took her to this tree that was bent over, but still growing. And that was why it was Mooney's favorite tree. And I love that metaphor. I just thought it was great and followed really well with the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. The And it was a beautiful scene. Oh yeah. On the tree. It was beautiful. There's, there's so many shots in this movie that are beautiful where it, like the firework scene was great, but that that tree scene that you're talking about, I didn't put it together until after I'd watched the, the documentary, but it is kind of heartbreaking because it's filmed from the kid's point of view that the like religious groups or the food kitchens, like they are coming to this motel to feed these kids and these families who have no money and no food. But for Mooney, it's normal. Like that's just, that's how she gets food. And so like there's, you know, the managers and the owner of the motel are like, tell them to go around back. And at first I thought that they were like soliciting, you know, and trying to sell food. And I thought they were going to be chased off. But to hear the, the people in this like food kitchen who are giving away this food saying, oh, you need us to go, we'll go around back. That's fine. Like they, they were there just to give these people who did not have food, give like just a heartbreaking so, and then the scene where Jancy is, they bring out the bread and they both have this big thing of jam and it, that was such like, that was what I snacked on as a kid, which I love <laughs> that too. Um, and they're putting it on the bread and Jancy's like, this is, this is hard, like the bread. And it was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. these kids can't even have normal bread. That was it, heartbreaking. <laughs> it was heartbreaking, but it, it was another great scene seeing seeing Mooney and Jancy's character like yeah I loved I love Scooty as well like I loved the three of them but Mooney and Jancy the two the two of them just being what well, was clearly very best friends like I, I watched them and there were times where I was reminded of you and your friends like just seeing how what's it what is our age difference I always forget seven seven years so yeah like you know growing up I got to see you sometimes, you know, how 
the kids are viewed in this movie. There were times where I was reminded of you in this and no. seeing, I don't know, seeing their friendship, especially with that final scene. Do we talk about the ending? Do we? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So, oh my God, the ending. Do you want to talk <laughs> about it or do you want me to? I can bring it? it up. Yeah. So child support is coming to the motel because they are discovering what Haley is doing and they are trying to remove Haley and Mooney apart and Willem is kind of just consoling uh, Mooney just about kind of what's going on trying to comfort her and there is another social worker trying to calm her down as well and she's asking if she can say goodbye to all of her friends because she's kind of just putting it together what's going to happen. She says bye to Scooty. It was it was all right. And then she runs over and escapes them and is able to make it over to Jancy. And oh my gosh, it was so like it just I think it full on hit her what was about to come. They were putting her into the foster care system. She was going to move in with another family. They already had a family set up for her. And she's literally crying. And what, oh, she's crying. She has her fingers in her mouth. It's just the most heart-wrenching thing ever. Telling Jancy that she was never going to see her again and that she was her best friend. Yeah, it. I texted Haley after Haley had finished it. And I said, I don't think I have ever seen as authentic of a kid crying scene both from like Mooney's perspective and Jancy's perspective of just like a six-year-old who knows that her world is falling apart, but she can't vocalize what that means because it's too complicated of an emotion. And so all she could say is like, I just want to say goodbye. And then she's weeping. In our discussion with um, Valeria, she talked about, I guess they got that in one take, yeah, which is amazing to me. Brooklyn didn't want the artificial tears because it hurt her eyes. And she's like, I'll just do it. And that's what came. Like, oh how God. amazing. That was and an Oscar moment for both of them. Yeah. How Jancy was responding. Like, that That was just true friendship breaking down right there. And Sean Baker does this incredible thing where instead of making us live with the reality of this little girl is being torn from her friends and family as Haley's off screaming at the cops, it shows the fantasy of what the kids would want. And it shows Jancy grab Mooney's hand and they run away. They run away from everyone. And throughout this entire movie, they don't get to go to they don't get to go to Disneyland. They don't get to be any part of that. But this shot shows them breaking through the crowd, they run into Disneyland, and the camera actually loses them as they just run into the Magic Kingdom. It's a great moment for Mooney's character and Jancy's because Jancy has been kind of throughout the movie a little timid and her being like, come with me, and just taking off. Like, like I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit just thinking about how... Yeah, the first time that Jancy's taken the lead and it's too... Basically, we're the happiest place on in the world, they call it. And oh my gosh, it was yep. gut-wrenching. Oh, but it was the perfect ending. Yep, it just... Because I, I don't know, like, I don't know if I could have enjoyed it as much if we had to sit and watch Mooney be taken away. Speaking of how great these, these kids are, and especially Mooney and Jancy, let's, uh, let's go to our interview with Valeria and hear what she had to say about making this movie. How's it going? I'm great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm, I'm really excited to do this. We're excited. When you <laughs> commented on our post, I lost my mind. <laughs> Zach, she's messaging us. What? <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. This is so, I don't know. We love the movie. I'm so glad to have you as our first big guest. Um, how are you and your family doing during We're this? great. We've been social distancing, wearing a mask wherever we go. So we've been doing really great. Good. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Cool. Great Thanksgiving. My mom made the best food. <laughs> nice. You guys going stir crazy at all? <laughs> Staying inside, social distancing? 
I, yeah, I have been going stir crazy. We've been staying home. We It's been really fun. We've gotten a lot closer, to be honest, since well, we haven't been out. So since we're all together, we've, we've gotten a bit closer. That's, That's nice. awesome. That's how Haley and I have kind of felt as we've started this <laughs> podcast. We've been able to, COVID has allowed us to do something creative and fun together. What is a... Uh, we like to do favorite movies. So right off the top, do you have a favorite movie? Yes, Disney's Aladdin. Ooh, Ooh that's a good that's one. a good one. Why why Aladdin? Well, I think Aladdin's really funny, and my favorite genre of movies is comedy. So anything funnier or comedy, I love it. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I haven't seen it in a while. Did you see the live action? Yes, I did. I saw Aladdin. My family it was great. Nice. And what made you want to be an actress? Well, when I was a bit younger, I watched a lot of TV and I would love like playing with my Barbies and role playing. And I felt that I wanted to do something like that. I, I've always wanted, let's say, become the Barbie and <laughs> be in that whole scenario, work with it. And I thought it'd be really great to, you know, try it. So when Sean asked me, oh, do you want to audition? That's why I said, yes, I've always wanted to become an actress. That is so cool. Nice. Um, and can you tell us how you met Sean? Okay, so I was shopping for a gift at Target um, for my cousin. And he, I was with my mom, my uncle, and my siblings. And my mom noticed that he was kind of following us around a little bit. We were all pretty scared. <laughs> so they were very cautious with every step we took. And as soon as we saw what we wanted to get, he stepped in front of us and said, Hi, my name is Sean Baker, and I'm in town looking for kids for a movie. Everyone looked skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. But I, but I saw that he was, he was looking at me, so I was like, oh, my gosh. This could be, this is, this is something I wanted to do. He handed us a business card with, on the front, it was um, his cute little dogs, Booney and Bunsen, I think their name was, wearing Christmas hats. And on the back was um, his information, his email, phone number. And as we got home, my mom Googled him. And she, she figured out that he was an amazing director who has won prestigious awards. Mm -hmm. And she sat me down with me and my dad, and they said, do you want to audition for this? And I immediately said yes. So that's how, <laughs> I guess, my acting career began. Nice. What, what was the audition like? It was honestly a really fun audition. I actually auditioned with Brooklyn and Christopher for the first time. And nice. they put us, I believe it was... We were in, I think we were actually in a motel. We were in an electrical room and Scooty, which is Christopher, he said, oh, if you pull this, um, this lever down, there will be candy and rainbows and all this <laughs> great stuff. And Brooklyn was like, yeah, yeah. And then my character was, I didn't want to do it. And I thought it would be bad. So they wanted to see what we could do. Like, how was it going to be? How would we act? in that characters. And yeah, so that's basically how the scenario and what we did was. Very cool. Nice. Do you have a favorite part that you filmed? Uh, definitely the ice cream scene. <laughs> Getting down hot sun with some nice cold ice cream, but we ended up figuring out it was sugar-free. We were all kind of sad about that. <laughs> that <laughs> did just it still taste mean. good? <laughs> just so. <laughs> Well, that's good. It looked like you guys had a blast. Just it like it looked cool. like it was friends hanging out. So that was really we, cool. Like I said, with my family during quarantine, while we were filming, we also became pretty close. Nice. Was there a scene that was like really difficult to do? Um, I think it was when Brooklyn, well, she was telling me about like she was crying. It was kind of difficult to do that, even though we got it on the first try. It was kind of difficult for me because when I saw her, how she was crying, I kind of felt like there, there was something really wrong. It was so real and it, it kind of freaked me out a little bit. I 
I kind of wanted to cry. <laughs> and Understandable. A Mike character who didn't have to cry. But it was kind of hard to keep that all in, especially seeing her like that, since we were pretty close best friends. So me and Zach have been discussing this movie because we love it. I think, well, we think that it is probably our favorite movie ending ever. And I wanted to ask about that. I wanted to ask, what was it like filming at Disney? And did you get to do anything after? Yes, we did. I believe we were able to go on a few rides and see the fireworks. I think we, yeah, I'm pretty sure we we were able to see the fireworks. And it was so fun being there, you know, running around, getting to see everything because who doesn't love Disney? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I told Haley that I loved, loved the ending of the Florida Project, and especially, you know, Brooklyn scene where she cries like that was heartbreaking. But then also getting to see you like acting off of that, and the way you just grab her hand and run, I, I loved that. That was just such a nice cap to what because i was having such a good time watching you guys you know have fun and just you know enjoy each other's company and then when it the movie gets serious it was oh this is really heavy so that was was kind of the perfect way to cap off and it made me want to go to disneyland (laughs) even not right now with covid but of course (laughs) did you have a favorite ride at disney I don't remember the name of it since I haven't been to Disney, but my favorite part of like being at Disney was definitely be, a- be able to walk around. Disney is beautiful. Getting to see all the cool rides, you know, going around with other people, getting to see <laughs> the statues, getting to see Minnie and Mickey walking around. And it was just so much fun. Absolutely. Do you get so, a churro? <laughs> yeah. I think so. We, I think yeah. we did have ice cream too. We, uh, Haley and I were looking on your uh, IMDb page and, and I see that you are set to be in a movie, uh, it's called Sarah, uh, is that yeah. right? Is that, uh, I didn't see a release date, is that coming out next year? Um, well, we were going to do it. Um, unfortunately, I can't really talk about it, but okay. we were going to film it, but due to the pandemic, it was pushed. Understandable. Do you have any other projects that you're, I know it's for COVID, but like anything that you have planned or you're excited Um, about? Nothing in the makes currently, but I have been getting a few self tapes um, or auditions, however you want to call it. Nice. Very cool. Are there any actors or actresses that you want to work with? Yes. Um, Number one, definitely being Angelina Jolie. She's been in the game. Of course. She's great actress and second probably brad pitt great choices also i love both of them and jim carrey do you have oh I love jim, jim carrey yes Haley used to watch the mask all the time that was like her <laughs> favorite jim carrey movie so yes i love no jim that's too. very cool um is there are there any other like stories or interesting things that that you remember from um we, Haley and I have been watching your uh your like press tour that you did after the Florida project came out when you were with uh Brooklyn and uh any fun stories from that time it looked like you guys were having a blast just eating ice cream and chatting with each other we love hanging out and of course eating ice cream we love ice cream <laughs> it was really fun doing the tour and the interviews. It was just really fun. And we had a great time being all together, getting to see each other after the movie, which is also great since we were like best friends. Do you still keep in contact with them? Yes, I do. I have been in contact with Christopher and Brooklyn. Brooklyn through Instagram, because well, she has been traveling a little bit and also with Christopher, we have been talking a lot. So yes, we have been talking. <laughs> nice. So cool. is there anything or any place that our followers can follow you on or any projects that you want to help promote? 
Um, you can, like, what do you mean by follow? Like social media? Yeah, or? social media. Mm -hmm. Where can we find you? Um, I have an Instagram. I have, I have to think about it. Uh, yeah, my Instagram, which is MS Valeria Isabel. And I'm not sure, wait, do I have a Twitter? I don't know. I have a Twitter. Um, cause my parents manage my social media accounts. Cause of course okay. I'm still a kid. I have a Twitter and I'm pretty sure that's all. Cool. Yeah. We, well, we will put uh, links to those in our episode description, and then we'll, um, if it's all right with you and, and your parents, we'll kind of promote that you were on the episode and tell people to check out your page. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, we, we really appreciate you, you and, and your parents kind of following up. We as Haley said, we were geeking out when, when we saw that we were going to get to talk to someone from what has probably been one of my favorite movies that I've watched this year during quarantine. So you guys were just amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, we won't take up much more of your afternoon. Thank you. Thanks to your parents for, for letting us set this up. And yeah. I hope you and your family um, continue to stay safe and healthy. You too. All right. Thank you, Val. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And we're back. So I wanted to share this quote that I found about the ending um, that it, it's on Wikipedia. I know I'm getting my sources from some deep, dark spots on the internet, <laughs> but um, so Sean Baker wanted the ending of the movie to be left up to the audience's interpretation. Mm -hmm. And so he said, we've been watching Mooney use her imagination and wonderment throughout the entire film to make the best of the situation she's in. She can't go to animal kingdom. So she goes to the safari behind the motel and looks at cows. She goes to an abandoned condos because she can't go to haunted mansion. And in the end with his inevitable drama, this is me saying to the audience, if you want a happy ending, you're going to have to go to that headspace of a kid because that's the only way to achieve the happy ending. Like, I know he's saying, leave it up to your own interpretation, but that just tells me how truly heartbreaking the ending of this movie is and why you need mm -hmm. them running into Disneyland because otherwise it's too bleak. It's too mm -hmm. much. You're getting into... Grave of the Fireflies territory. <laughs> oh, no. <So. laughs> um, that's really cool. I love that quote yeah. about the how he's comparing to all of the rides and all of the Disney attractions. That's really smart. Yeah, I liked that. Um, let's see. Any other scenes that stuck out to you about this movie? Um, well, to kind of go off of that, I thought of where they were filming. It was a touristy area all of these buildings were just so cool looking. There was a giant orange, a giant wizard, a giant ice cream cone, all of these giant things and food and fun stuff. And it was just like the perfect place for a child's imagination. It was all so fun and also sad because they never get to really experience that most of the time. They're begging people for extra change just to share an ice cream cone between all three of them. Yep. But it's also like, that's not a big deal to them. It's just, that's how they are. That's what they're used to. I know it's this, this movie does some very good world building. And I mean, to your point, like even though they're in what is clearly not a great situation, they, the kids get to see some beauty in the world, whether it's through the, the cool landscapes or the fireworks scene where Haley takes Mooney and Jancy to go see what are the Disney fireworks, but they're seeing them from outside of the park. And just the way that that scene was shot. It's cool how like how they were able to, under the constraints of the budget and everything, they were able to get so much out of it, you know, riding in the, the helicopters, like that's just a thing because they didn't have the money to tell the company not to fly helicopters. Or, you know, the mm -hmm. the filming of the rainbow scene, which is a beautiful shot. You know, like that was, I, I think I mm -hmm. saw that they had not 
planned that scene, but then when they saw it, they're like, oh, we have to do something with that here right now. <laughs> and There's also, like, a hint of reality wherever they go. Like, that fireworks scene was amazing. But leading up to it, I about lost my mind. What about you? What? When they're hitchhiking. Yeah, I mean... Seeing seeing her hitchhike and like you have to watch multiple times throughout this movie, watch Haley like struggle just to get her kid around, you know, trying to get her free food. But there's also like there's so much Haley clearly loves her daughter and and loves mm-hmm. her daughter's friends as well. You know, before I had seen that final shot, my favorite was when they're like hitchhiking and walking around when Mooney just says like, I'm just too tired and Haley, you know, giving her a piggyback ride and just walking around with Mooney on her back, I thought was such a beautiful shot because I've, you know, I, I've done that. Like I've been walking for long periods of time with, with dad. I rem- I have this very distinct memory of us walking for a long distance and me getting blisters. So he could like, he carried me on his back before, you know, we were able to get to a car. So it was... I thought it was a beautiful shot. Yeah, it definitely reminded me um, of those times where our parents carry us and just yep. being a kid and I don't know. I loved it. This is such a good movie. Please go watch it if you haven't. Yes. <laughs> it was really nice getting to talk to Valeria. She was a pleasure to talk to. I'm glad she she was amenable to coming on the show. So me too. I don't really have much else to say, just... Now I want to go watch this movie again. I know. I want to see it again, too. (laughs) Our next theme is hibernation movies. And I'm going to let Zach kind of discuss what it is because I kind of get the gist, but he has a beautiful way of saying it. So I told Haley that what I wanted to do is instead of like holiday movies, I wanted to do comfort movies. The ones where you can like wrap yourself up in a blanket and you've seen the movies a million times and you can just let them play. You might fall asleep while watching them and you can, or it may be one that comes on and it's already halfway through the movie, but you still have to watch it because it's just maybe not your favorite movie, but it's one that just makes you feel happy. So it's, it's a good way to kind of get us through the last month of what has been a pretty bummer of a year. What what was the title you came up for? <laughs> it's Wake Me Up When 2020 Ends. Yep. So <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna watch a few movies. Um, I you know I've picked two. Haley's picked two. I'm bringing uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel and Hot Fuzz. And what other movies you wanted to? Yeah, we are gonna do a Roman Holiday for my pick and then the other pick is my husband's coming on for a knight's tale which is his favorite movie of all time and we are having some guests pick uh a movie too uh fighting over the vcr we went over on their show but they're gonna be picking the karate kid and we're excited about that yep i think we've got a really good lineup um we're also gonna do one christmas adjacent movie and we're gonna watch die hard (laughs) so we're we'll try to give some love to the holiday season but i think more than anything we just we're ready for the winter to come to get buried in blankets and just watch some good happy movies so that's what's coming next month thank you so much for for joining us as we went through these family movies i feel like we started off with some happier ones and went up and down, but I think that's kind of par for the course with family movies and families. <laughs> so a lot of tears this month. I'm looking for mainly just laughs. <laughs> yes, yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> it'll be good to have some not as heavy things in in December. But uh, please rate and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, if there's anything that we can do to make the show, show more enjoyable, we will gladly take constructive criticism. Yes. And please follow us on Instagram at us laughing at us and our Twitter at siblings laugh. You should also, I just have to make one more plug. You should totally go follow Valeria Coto on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Uh, she commented on our post. We'll put a link to her 
uh, social media uh, in the episode description, so check that out. But we, I, just a huge thanks again to her for coming on to the show and go check out her work. Yes, go go say hi to her. She's the best. Yes, that's who you should say hi to. We usually do something funny at the end, but go say hi to her and tell her how great she did in this movie. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. This has been Laughing at Ourselves. Bye. Bye. Bye.